Say them on air. <laughs> I just can't. I can't say them on air. But well, yeah, we've, you can. Like, okay, we've spoken about the situation, right? Yeah, but I mean, it. I mean, when it comes to copying, it's like it could be a number of things. It could be hairstyle. It could be your fashion outfits. And like, do you feel like the person is inspired by you or they legit be like, okay, shit, she had the like blue blazer. Let me put the blue blazer on. Like, is it very specific? Do you find? What blue blazer? I'm just saying, that's the first thing that came to my head. (laughs) Do I even own a blue blazer? (laughs) No, No, but it's like, you just notice like you post something a few days ago all of a sudden another person posts something that's like a similar post kinda <laughs> like <laughs> I'm trying not to make it so like bait but I'm but just, why would it be bait would they, they would they even be listening to this maybe Mm, actually maybe. if they're obsessed with you maybe <laughs> maybe i don't know and it's like like at the end of the day people i don't want to say girl bye this is your whole ass podcast <laughs> say what you want to say just say it who cares okay like it's flattering at the end of the day it's flattering and People get inspired all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing new. Like, when I started wearing braids, I got inspired from my sister. She wore braids. And then I seen you in braids. And I'm like, okay, cool. I want to try braids too. And I saw Addie in braids. And I was like, oh, okay, I want to try it too. So, like, that I get. Remember the whole summertime? I think during summer, we were all in braids. Yeah. <laughs> It was just a thing. This year was my first time actually wearing braids. I've never worn braids before in my life, except cornrows, my bad. Cornrows mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. But like single braids has never been my thing. I just thought that it would look weird on me. I don't know why. But I was always the faux locks girl, like loved faux locks. So, I mean, that was a totally different situation. But like this? just seems and I'm not really pennying it too much because it's just whatever but I'm just like I just find it funny Mm. it's just really really funny I mean we'll talk after the show but I'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) okay well would you feel better or more at ease if the person 
directly says it to you like oh my gosh I saw what you wore to that event and it inspired me to do this or oh my god I loved how you did your nails that time and I did the same design like if they said it to you is that does that is it still annoying or is it like oh okay at least they're acknowledging that I was the inspiration Oh, you know, it's just like, because I'm not a person, you know me, like, I'm not that girl that's gonna be like, everything I have is so exclusive, and I'm not gonna say. Like, if there is something that I'm wearing, or if even where I got my nails done, I tag the person. I'm not, I'm not like that, because at the end of the day, I'm me. (laughs) So how I'm putting stuff together is me. Like, I make it look good. Not saying that you don't, but... (laughs) I'm just saying, we're very different people. But it's just like, there's just like a little bit of annoyance to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a little annoying. It's just like, I don't know. There's some people that could really like pop style. Like just, you, you put something together and you, the clothes are not wearing them they're wearing the clothes Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. or the accessory is not wearing them they're making the accessory look good Mm -hmm. and there are some people that just looks like when they put something on it's almost like they're trying too hard Mm -hmm. or the accessories it's just like okay whoa like this is like what's going on it's not effortless and with that when i see something like that and I see that there's a little bit of an influence, either from me or from you or from whoever, it's more distinct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, a person who, you know, has style, can dress, has swag, whatever those terms are, it's like, there is an effortlessness about it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And you can, it's very easy to spot when somebody felt, you know, moves like, okay, yes, I need this definitely has to go here with this. And I'm going to throw this on because it's the latest da 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 da. And then they just kind of, they just don't look comfortable in what they're wearing Mm -hmm. or they're trying to mesh, you know, so many influences together at one time or whatever the case may be. So it's very obvious, but I think like, I know for me, when I spot those things, um, it's still annoying. I understand that, you know, oh, what is, what is that? What is that thing that people say? Um, imitation is it's flattery. Form, it, yeah, imitation is a form of flattery. Yeah. Flattery, whatever. Mm, nah, like I get, <laughs> I get that that's what, what we're supposed to say, but no, it's still highly annoying. Like, yes. But at the same time, you have to know that like once you do something it's just I know for me I'm just like when I do something or wear something or wear it a certain way or whatever I'm like on to the next thing yes exactly you know what I mean and I might circle back to that style or whatever but then like remix it in a different way because my creative mind is forever going nothing ever is just oh my god like it's just this and that's it. And then so, so that helps me to like not get so annoyed because I'm just like, oh, okay. I've been doing that for like the past five years. Like mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal, but. I feel you. 
Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> you know, uh, episode 33. Uh, I'm writing it down now. So like I'm highly confident in. Amazing. Welcome to Behind the Stage Pod. I'm your girl, Young Moni Rowe. And I am Janelle. And shout out to Mercedes, a.k.a. Um, the Real Brandy <laughs> on Instagram. I'm obsessed with Mercedes from... P-Valley. Um, P-Valley. Like, I'm obsessed with her. I, like, her Instagram is just, like, a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I just scroll through her Instagram right now, and I'm just like, she just, I want to be her friend. Like, yeah. she just seems so cool and chill and just, I don't know. You know when those, like, celebrities or just people on TV or whatever that you see and you're just like, yo, they look like they would just be a really good person to be around. Like, they just got good energy. Yeah. And she's one of them. She takes care of her mom and stuff. Exactly. That's what I just saw. I just saw a post on that. And as far as her seeming like a cool, solid friend, I do believe that as well because somebody that we both know is very good friends with her on like a personal level mm. and said the same thing they were just like yeah like she watches my house she when I'm not around she's like you know I give her my car whatever the case may be like she's so like she's actually that per- type of human so yeah um yeah shout out to her can't wait for season two yes of P Valley um but yeah, we're here. This is the last episode of 2020, y'all. Yay! Let's get 2020 out of here. Um, but um, yeah, how has your how has your year been? Been? We might as well just do a, the whole last dive because why not? Like you know, um, or whatever. Maybe you want to start with just recent things, and then we can go into further whatevs. You know what? I want to do things differently. You go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what do you want to know? Do you want to know about my year? year? Or do you want to know about my year? Um, let's start about the year. Let's start with the year. How has your year been? Um, I mean, in short, my year has been... Um, highly reflective Mm -hmm. and highly challenging and uh when I say the term the word challenging I don't mean it negatively um because I don't look at challenges as a negative thing but um challenging as in like I've had to challenge myself I've had to challenge my mind I've had to challenge my abilities I, my my focus has been challenged. My determination has been challenged. My efforts have been challenged. Like my um, my confidence has been challenged. Like just so many different things. So I f- I feel like the word challenge to me is the first thing that like comes to mind when I think about twenty twenty. But I mean, mm-hmm. overall, I mean, I know everyone is just waiting for you know uh the the clock to strike midnight you know um january and just 2021 and let's just get 2020 out of here and i i have those same sentiments but at the same time it's like 
you know, that's just calendar worldly structure. At the end of the day, it's not going to be a light switch thing. I know we feel like it is and we, Mm -hmm. you know, society makes us feel that way. But the reality is like change starts like within yourself first. And so that's kind of why any little adjustment or big adjustment that I'm trying to do with my life, it starts now, it starts daily for me. Like yesterday, you know, I had all these plans of like being mad productive and I ended up like eating takeout and watching, (laughs) binge watching my shows. Like, you know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah, it's my first day off work, you know, for the next few weeks. And like, I don't feel like doing anything, even though I got mad shit to do. But I was like, okay with that. And I just accepted that. And I'm like, and then this morning I woke up and it's just productivity all day, you know? And, and so I found myself doing that a lot over the, over the year, over this past 2020, but I just decided to like give myself permission to like start new and like with every new day, you know? Um, Did you eat off all those, those, the fruit and meat? Oh, that was, that was at work. So, so that was a work thing, like our little Christmas party. (laughs) I was just like, um, where are those? And why am I not around? Did you think that there would be leftovers? Uh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Do people keep leftovers of that? I do. Wow. I do. You, the I, one that I, I got from my sister, you better believe I took some home and my mom asked. She was like, whatever's left, bring it home. <laughs> I paid. I paid for that. Shout out to Judy. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, charcuterie yeah. board was bomb. Was and you bomb. better believe I took some home. It's true. Um, but no, that was a work thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know what? I'm I'm blessed and that is the frequency in the waves that I go on. I'm, I don't always like operate at my highest level, but it's like overall 2020 in a nutshell has still been a blessing. We, we there was a lot of like transitioning, lots of loss, lots of pain, lots of whatever anxiety, all the, all the drama of it. But like, I'm still here. My friends and family are still here by God's grace. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm ready for a new thing, as I'm sure everyone is. But like I said before, like when it comes to change and whatever, it starts with myself first. So Mm -hmm. that because that's the thing I can control. I don't try to like harbor on the things that I can't control. So, yeah, that's me. What about you? Speaking of things that you can't control. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much been my 2020 harboring on the things that I can't control, Mm. which is why I think I mentioned two podcasts ago or three that I hadn't, I was thinking about therapy Mm -hmm, yeah, and that I had my first therapy session Mm -hmm. and, um, shout out to the therapist. You know who you are. Um, really great session um obviously it was done virtually um so were you guys like on a zoom like mm-hmm. at each other or just talking yeah yeah we were on a zoom and um it was about for an hour hour or so and um 
yeah, she's asking me questions about my life and um, yeah, within say five minutes of talking, I just broke down. Like, mm. boom, flat out there. She asked questions that were a little, not triggering, but she's she realized that a lot of the things that I was talking about was more like about other people and caring for other people. So she's just like, all right, Janelle, so enough about those people. How are you feeling? Right. And when she said that, I just broke down. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everything that I've been feeling has been tied to other people. And I've checked out on my own mental like my own feelings in terms of what I'm going through and just worrying about myself. I've just been so focused on family, friends, and making sure that they're good and worrying about them and Mm -hmm. so on, which is, has been a cloud over my head Mm. for months. Mm -hmm. And um, she gave some really helpful tips that I'm definitely trying to implement. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's not easy by no means because I've developed a habit that um, I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, social media, I've kind of limited the time that I'm on there. Um, even started unfollowing people Mm -hmm. just I've always unfollowed toxic people Mm -hmm. before like I just if they could be the most coolest people ever and then all of a sudden if they say if they say something or post something that's just like whoa I will just unfollow them because I'm just like this is this is too much now like I don't know what happened during this time period where certain people all of a sudden are just I don't know like they're their views and ideas are just not, we're not in sync anymore. In alignment, yeah, period. Yeah, we're just not in alignment. And I just them. totally feel you on that. I'm, uh, not to cut into what you're saying, but like, I, and I told you earlier this week that like, I'm the queen of unfollowing. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't care. Because yeah. I don't, first of all, I don't put at so much like, you know, I don't put so much importance or like stock into social media uh, you know mm-hmm. like i mean i i acknowledge it as a business tool for sure but like as far as like getting my feelings if like my so if my following is up or down or whatever it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. um and so with that it's like yeah every few months i really go through my follower like who i follow and i ask myself why am i following this person you yeah. know, and it's like people when you unfollow, like somebody literally like <laughs> messaged me and was like, Why did you unfollow me? But it's like you don't <laughs> post anything. Thank you. Um, or the things that you do post are just not in alignment with what I want to see on my timeline. Like I don't care about, you know, just whatever. And if you really want to get in contact with me personally, you can because like I know you or if I don't know you I don't need to know you like it's just you know and I was just like I don't really know how to answer this question because it's exactly. like why are you so offended by this like it's okay like everyone goes through <laughs> 
their different seasons. But anyway, continue. It's fine. And yeah, so I've been unfollowing, just unfollowing. Um, I was the queen of muting because I was just like, mm, I don't know if, if I had followed them. I didn't want to get a message on why I unfollowed them. But now I'm literally like, even the ones I've muted, I'm like, okay, unfollow, 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 unfollow. Like, I just don't care anymore because I'm tired of seeing stupidness on my timeline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, especially, or not even just stupidness. Like, if it's just not in a line with what I am or who I should say who I am or what I do, it's unnecessary. So there is that. Um, also, I've stopped looking at the damn coronavirus numbers. Mm. I must say that in a matter of two weeks, I have not looked at the numbers. <laughs> so, mm. okay. And I must say it was hard. Interesting. It was very hard to do. But I trained myself not to look at the numbers. Um, my therapist said that, <laughs> like, why are you looking at the numbers for? Like, it's going to magically disappear. <laughs> and, right. and so I was like, Janelle, if something is going on, you will know. If there is a lockdown or if the numbers are like super, super crazy, you will know. You don't need to look at it every day because yeah. this is not going to change for now. So once you kind of put it in that whole perspective, I'm like, all right, let's you know, wheeze off that. So I haven't looked at it in two weeks, um, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And um, in terms of the year, um, many ups and downs. Um, I mean, I've been working pretty much this whole pandemic. Um, I'd say closer to the half, closer to the, not closer to the, but during the half of the year from June all the way till now, that's when shit got real. Like with City Line and then um, with the, the two shows that I started doing, things are starting to move at a good pace. Mm -hmm. And um, it feels like all of my hard work that I've been doing throughout the years is starting to manifest and um, it's starting to make a lot of sense. With that being said, I want to save more because I am not a saver. Mm -hmm. And my dad was talking to me today and there's something about when my dad talks to me, like really reasons with me, he doesn't do it in the nicest way. <laughs> right, because he's a Jamaican man. Yes. So they're, they're, their love and compassion is shown in different ways. <laughs> yes, he's not the nicest way, but he thinks it's nice because it's his way of saying it. He speaks very harsh, but he does it with a smile on his face. So you can't, you can't read it. Yeah, I just got your WhatsApp. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so um, he was um, asking me how much money I've saved since I've been working. Mm -hmm. And I told him the amount, and he blasted me. Mm. Good old parental blast at big, big yeah. 30-odd years old. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah. <laughs> when my mom yells at me, I'm so used to it. You're used to it. <laughs> it just doesn't hit the same. But when the parent that doesn't typically yell at you yells at you, you, you kind of pay attention more, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. And he's there reasoning with me and talking about his life and what he went through over the last few years. And he's just like, you want to know the reason why I have money right now? It's because I was flat on my face a few years ago, blah, 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 and telling me about this and that and how we used to work for Rogers and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And yeah, he just kind of put things into perspective in the most Jamaican way. Mm-hmm. And um, with him, you can't have a rebuttal. Right. You, you just have to, to listen mm-hmm. and take it and say, yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Cool. And he was just like, all right, and that's my time. He was like, I'll see you later, Danielle. And that's it. Done. So he made me feel shame, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say the least. And I literally stand, just sat at the edge of my bed. You know that meme with the... (laughs) There's two memes. There's a fox at the edge of the bed, and he looks frazzled. Uh-huh. There's that one, and there's that meme with um, um, with Gabrielle Gabrielle Union's, Union's daughter. That's the one I'm thinking about. She's just look. She looks pissed. She's in gray. She's just like looking yeah. straight ahead. Like okay, okay what now? <laughs> what now? What's my next move? And yeah. I need to smarten up ASAP. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I sat there for like maybe 10 minutes just like, okay, my dad just blasted me, so I need to get my shit in order. So um yeah, that's pretty much the plan, especially for 2021. Mm-hmm. Getting my shit in order because as you can see, <laughs> anything can happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even a fucking pandemic. <laughs> anything anything could happen and i want to be prepared for it because right now we're considered essential i don't know how i don't know how the film industry is considered essential but it is but i mean for for obvious reasons it's Mm -hmm. the whole like people want entertainment need entertainment in order to get through whatever whatever but it also seems like we just have our own ecosystem of like money and because it's I don't know. I don't really know the ins and outs, but I know it has something to do with like, it's also something that is benefiting the city. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and that's kind of like how it happens. So every time there's a bid or whatever to film in whatever city, there's Mm -hmm. money that goes directly like to the government and write-offs and tax and this and this and that. And yeah. So thank God for that. But, um, as, as you said, anything can literally happen. And just like going back to like the parents thing and, you know, your dad making you feel shame or whatever. At the end of the day, like, thank God for our parents. Mm-hmm. It's better to have your somebody who you know without a doubt loves you and only wants the best for you to have that conversation with you versus yeah. you going out into the world and like a stranger or somebody who's trying to make you feel bad purposely or whatever 
say those things to you. You know what I mean? And then we're learning from their exact mistakes and seeing the things that they went through. And they're literally just doing their parental duty of being like, yo, I did it this way. It didn't work this way. So I don't want you to do it this way. You need to do Mm -hmm. it that way, you know? So when you get past the shame, it's just like, you know what? I'm so thankful to have had this conversation, you know? Um, And when it comes to finances and stuff, I mean, like, obviously we can talk more in depth after, but if you need like help or whatever in that area, like I can like give you the tips and things that I do Mm -hmm. that help me in that area as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just also just with you talking to your dad, your dad and stuff, or just now, like before we started recording my uncle who lives in London, um, stopped by because he's going to Jamaica and he's just bringing a few things down for somebody for my mom or whatever. So Mm -hmm. he's a pastor and he's like one of my favorite people ever. And like, I was just really tight with him when we were younger and just always going to his house, like London, Ontario to like hang out and have fun summers and all that kind of stuff. But Oh my God. When you're saying London here, I am thinking about the the UK. UK. No, no, no. He's in London, Ontario, but um, yeah, like he's just always been that like wise, like voice of reason dude. But like, so anyway, we're having this short 10 minute conversation just now and it's like, I almost, it was so interesting. Like, cause I felt like when he was asking me how I was like, similar to you talking to your therapist and, you know, he's like, man, I'm seeing all the great things you're doing. You know, he's on my Facebook, whatever the case. And just talking to him, it's like, I felt like these emotions springing up in me, like, you know, where it's like, man, like being able to like, really say how I'm doing like Mm -hmm. how me as a person is doing is like it's interesting when somebody really asks you that question and really wants the real answer you know and just knowing and then him as a grown man married for like 25 years four grown kids all that kind of stuff and sharing like moments of discovery in his own life and just the things that he's learned for himself and how he's had to like pivot in his later years of, you know, and, and about like living for people, like mm-hmm. living for people and being pulled in all different types of directions and being held to like people standard. And then it's like all these years pass you and it's like, wait, who am I actually, you know, and just like hearing it coming from like this man who has lived so much more life than me at this point, it's like, wow, like it's such an important conversation to have with yourself as early as possible. Yeah. You know, and that's simple. How are you? Mm-hmm. Like, especially now I've been tending. Well, I've been kind of doing that the last few months, just a, a check-in with people. Like I did it with you a few weeks ago. And I was just like, mm-hmm. yo, how are you doing? Cause I mean, we always talk, we chat, we, whatever, like we talk foolishness all yeah. the time. But like the, how are you helps. Like, it's just like, wow, somebody's actually asking me this right now. Like, how am I? And I, whenever I ask, I really want to know, like, it depends on the person. Like some people are very private. They don't want to say and so on, but at least I know, like I asked. So if somebody want to share how they're doing just to like, let it out, 
I'm here because this year has been wild for so many and they're harboring so many feelings. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> it's true. Um, what a time. What a time. Yeah. Aside from all of that. Oh, wait, did you? Yeah. Okay. So that was pretty much like your year so far, I guess. Mm-hmm. Of overall yeah. self-discoveries. Yes. Um, I think I mentioned last episode that um that I was starting saxophone lessons yes and um since then like I have an uncle who's like super bomb at saxophone had no idea he owns like five saxes and that's so so random so (laughs) random like so random like not just one but like five like for real um you know because there's different different types which I also learned um so anyway, like he's been coming over and like teaching me things and like, it's just been so awesome because it's like, like he literally like messages me on, on WhatsApp, like, okay, when's our next lesson? Like, when are you free? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, cause he's excited that like somebody is excited to learn, like, you know, yeah. um, and I'm just like, man, like, it's just such a, I'm, I'm falling in love again with the idea of like learning things from scratch you know Mm -hmm. I feel like if we're not careful like we get into these pockets of life where it's like oh this is what I do I can do this in my sleep and we take Mm -hmm. pride in being really good at the things that we're used to doing yeah it takes a different type of like focus and determination and and willingness to actually do something for the first time as an adult, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. And it's just sprung up. Like for me, it's about training my mind. I've found that that's something else that I've learned with about myself in 2020 in particular this year is just that if I'm not careful, my mind will go wherever it wants to go. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's a thing just just already being a creative already being an artist you know it's storylines for days it's it's hypothetical situations for days just in my mind plus I'm an only child so talking to myself and all it's all very normal in my life but it's like if I'm not careful when it comes to okay Shorna now you need to focus on this one particular thing it's like that could be hard at times Mm -hmm. and I'm like is this it is this like ADHD or like, is this like, what is going on? Like, why is, why does it feel harder than I expect it to be for me to like focus at times, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I just decided that I'm just in a place where like, I'm going to do more things to challenge my focus because it's, it's an, it's, it's exercise. It's like working out. Right. So with reading and, and I mean, social media will just drain and melt our brain Mm -hmm. cells as we know. And three hours pass by and I'm scrolling. It's like, why, you know what I mean? Um, but if you don't like consciously like stop yourself, you won't stop. So that's what like sax lessons have been for me. And I'm also like, yo, like there was a time in my life where I was like hardcore fluent at French. I've taken French all my life in school. Mm. And just as soon as like I got into college or a place that's French wasn't mandatory, I just stopped like 
learning it that way. And I'm like, actually, I want to learn French again. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, so in this place of like, I can literally do whatever I literally put my mind to, you know, we say that in the world and it's just become this like cliche thing to say, but it's legit. So I'm, that's like another thing for me. So it's like between like doing my own shit at home, working, learning all the new things I want to learn, you know, and all these things add to like the wealth of who I am as a person and who I am as an artist, as an actor, like all these things will serve me, you know, and that's just kind of where I'm at. So I feel like that's how I assess things now. Like if it, if it's not serving who I am or who I want to become, then it goes to the bottom of my priority list, you know? It's interesting. Did you actually buy a saxophone? No, it's rented. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, I'm like, you actually bought it? Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's rented um, right now, yeah. but I will eventually buy one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, when it comes to learning new things, um, being dyslexic, I constantly have to learn new things as I'm getting older because they say that my dyslexia will become worse mm. if I'm not constantly training my brain. And mm-hmm. I started to notice that um, sometime last year where, no, it was 2018 where I wasn't really doing anything for like eight months. I was looking yep. for a job and stuff and just staying home, not reading, just maybe listening to a podcast and so on. It wasn't out there really training my brain. And what ended up happening is um, I started like my vocabulary it was just going down to mush. I couldn't remember certain words. It was, mm-hmm. it was a really, really, really bad time. And although I hate reading mm-hmm. with a passion and I hate numbers, um, during the time that I'm off in the next few weeks, um, I want to do some reading. I don't know how I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. but um, I got to find a way to make it work for me yeah um even with this new um gig that i have on the boys Mm -hmm. we have to do pretty much our we have to do the petty cash as you know and um the what do you call it like the receipts and all that stuff but we're also inputting our receipts and stuff on a spreadsheet oh you guys have to do that for yourself yeah we have to do that on ourselves yeah and girl (laughs) (laughs) me and numbers when i found out that i had to do this my heart dropped like instantly i'm like so i'm going to fail this whole show (laughs) (laughs) legit when my supervisor told me i had to do that i'm like uh what Okay. And me and the buyers are looking at each other like, we don't know how to do this. This is nothing that we've been done. We've done this. We haven't done this before. And the supervisor was just like, well, you guys are going to learn and you guys will do great. And she walks away. I'm like, okay, got it. So yesterday for the whole day, um, luckily I didn't have a lot of receipts to do because I've only been on the show for like two weeks. Um, yeah, I had to input the numbers, 
the way it's supposed to be. And look, luckily, with Excel, like as you know, like with the codes and everything, you put in a number, it adds this It'll number. Add so for you. Yeah. Yeah. So we gotta double check, we gotta do this, we gotta put our receipts and flatten it out on a piece of paper, all of this stuff. And I was supposed to be looking for clothes for the actors, but I didn't get a chance to. And luckily my costume designer, he's like friggin' amazing. I was just like, I text him, I'm like, we need to have a little chat because I'm not getting through <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. And he's just like, it's fine, it's cool, it's whatever. But that shit took me legit the whole day to do. And I didn't really have a lot of receipts, but the numbers had me because it's something that I don't know how to do. And I got scared. But once it was done, I was so freaking proud of myself. Totally. I'm like, and here I am. You already know how I am. Whenever I do something, <laughs> whenever I do something, I feel like I call myself, <laughs> I feel like I'm the master at it now. So I'm here calling myself an accountant. <laughs> Not an accountant. Yeah. You should see me walking in, paper clipping, staple, highlighting. Then I put it on my supervisor's desk and I'm just like, yes. So I've actually post, I've actually um, paper clipped everything together and not stapled like you asked. And I've also posted note the HST numbers. But she's looking at me like, why is this girl so extra? But you know what? Though? Bad life. It's like, of course, and you should because you learned something new and you did it proper. And it's like now when you move on to a new show, because that's not normal. Like, obviously, yeah. I don't have to do that on my show, but it's like every show is different. But now when you go to another show that you don't have to do that, it's just like it's going to be even easier, like your job itself, because it'd be like, oh, shoot, I don't even have to do nearly as much work as I as I'm used to doing. Yeah, you know, because on Sneakerella, it was get the sheet, write down whatever, put the the receipt. You're good with this one. I'm just like, oh, okay, so (laughs) I'm an accountant. (laughs) I I gotta gotta pull out my calculator and get this shit done. But like I said, numbers scare me. But I had to look and double check and triple check constantly because my brain will. literally change those numbers mm-hmm. in my head mm-hmm. and it will mess up the whole system so yeah but yeah i want to definitely do some stuff on during the um the hiatus um, yeah and even it when be- it comes to reading like you can literally just even if you challenge yourself to reading like three pages a day you know what I mean it doesn't have to be like five chapters or even one chapter of whatever it is but it's Mm -hmm. like just that small little like adjustment will start to feel like more and more normal to you after a while yeah yeah I find myself again I don't know if it's an only child thing but I love to read out loud (laughs) because I I like to read things like a storybook like and it doesn't matter what I'm reading like I'm reading my actor books now and it's just like I really be reading out loud like I'm narrating to a class well the thing about it is you're an actor so when you're reading a script you're reading out loud anyways right that's true it just makes (laughs) you're going into character all the time all the time but um anyways Christmas is coming up Mm -hmm. um are you a festive person 
When I was a kid, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I'm getting older, I mean, how do I put this? I'm kinda. I'm kinda. I feel like this Christmas is a little different. Um, yeah, it's just it just feels different. Obviously, we're in a pandemic, but still, it's just. I'm trying to get into more of a festive mood. I think it's more for Yara, if anything, mm-hmm. because now she's two and she's able to acknowledge yeah, presents a little bit more, yeah, <laughs> gifts and fun time and food and stuff like that. So it's definitely more for her. Um, and I'm appreciating just the family time and. Um, yeah, it's um I'm I have mixed emotions about Christmas right now. Like yesterday was my last day at work and my co- the costume assistant on Thursday was just like, "All right, everybody, we all have to dress up. I don't care. I can't be the only one in a Christmas sweater. We all have to dress up." And she actually gave majority of everybody like everybody on the costume team, she gave them sweaters. And they all light up. Mhm. And I think these sweaters were from like last year. They were in a box. I didn't get a chance to wash mine. And I don't know how you wash a light up sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just it's downstairs. So I was just like, when I woke up yesterday, I'm like, let me be a good sport here. Let me not be the bougie one. <laughs> and I'm technically the only black girl. <laughs> So there's just a lot more pressure on me too. Yeah. Oh, the black girl's not going to wear the sweater. Oh, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, (laughs) I just didn't want that pressure. I'm just like, you know what? Let me just get red and green. So I had these red pants, my red jogging pants, my starter official red jogging pants. And I got a green sweater and she was so happy when she seen me in the outfit. She was just like, yes, okay. But everybody was wearing Christmas sweaters. Everybody. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is cute. So but what I, about yourself? I'm <laughs> so uh, I love to see festive things and festive people, but I'm not festive at all. Like, mm-hmm. wh- dude, I was I've been wrapping my own gifts since the age of three. Like, and what I mean by that, and I told you yep. <laughs> earlier this or earlier this week that like, you know, I remember my mom will always tell this story that like on my third birthday, she put out an outfit on the bed, all hype. She loved how she put the outfit together for, for me, you know, wear my birthday outfit to school. Yep, of course. Maybe. And I was like, mom, I know you like this, but I'm not really, like, I don't really love this. <laughs> and since then, I've been shopping for myself. Like, Absolutely. so even when it came to Christmas as a child, it's like, and I guess, I don't know, I, I really chopped things up to being an only child, like a lot of things. So mm-hmm. it was never like, I never had to guess and hope and wish if to get the things that I wanted. I would literally just say, this is what I want. And I knew that I would get them, you know? So even when it came to like my mom, try, I remember one time, you know, so I was like in elementary school and there was a time where like silver bubble, everything comes back. But at the time, 
silver bubble jackets were all the rage. It was definitely the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I needed me a silver bubble jacket. So, of course, my mom searches high and low for this silver bubble jacket. And then she hid it in, like, the linen closet in our apartment downtown. <laughs> And of course, me, I'm digging because I'm like, yo, I know there's stuff hidden in this place because she's acting a little too casual for me. Yep. Do I not go find the, the jacket? And I was Horrible. like, oh, that's okay. I'll just wrap it and open it on Christmas Day. Horrible. So literally for years, I would be wrapping my own gifts and just to see them under the Christmas tree. Yep. Made I you feel alive. Them. Like, yeah, like I was just, you know, so that's been me. And as I've gotten older, like, and I don't, me and my mom, we work very long and separate schedules half the time. So we're not really in the house together a lot. So mm-hmm. when it comes to Christmas, if she, if she, sometimes she's working and sometimes she's not, yeah. but either way, I'm always like at my grandparents' house. And that's kind of like the hub of like where all the festivities happen. Um, so we don't like put up a Christmas tree or whatever. Like we have a Christmas tree and, and we did for a few years, but after a while, yep. it's like, mm, we're not even here. Like, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Um, but when I go to like people's houses or like I see on Instagram, you know, little families doing their like little pajama portraits and that, like, I love to see it. And I'm like, but a lot of that is based on the fact that most people have kids. Yeah. And it's really just about, doing it for the kids um you know or if your house is the house that people come to for the celebration I totally get that so I always say to myself like when I buy a house that I actually live in um I will probably feel differently like whether I have children or not at that time but I'll probably like want like the first Christmas to be at my house and I'll like go all mm-hmm. out and do the whole thing. But right now I'm like, child, you're lucky that I'm even in the country. You know That's... what I mean? So, but Trust yeah. Me, like... I was so close to going to Jamaica, like so close. My mom was telling me that there was sales happening because obviously a lot of people are not traveling. Mm-hmm. So like Air Canada was having a sales to Jamaica and so on. And I'm literally trying to put it in my head. I'm like, okay, so if I go and then I have to quarantine, and then I have to do this, and then I have to quarantine when I get back. I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. But I was so close. So yeah. I wanted to go so bad. But just my luck, if I go there and I catch corona, then what? Yeah. Then you just it's, come back in quarantine. Yeah. But then it's <laughs> just like, what if I'm asymptomatic? All this bullshit. And then I, t- and I take my dad to the doctor. Then he gets I'm like, all of these things are going in my head. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Yeah. And that's how we talk our thing ourselves out of everything. Yes. <laughs> because it, it it is the the what ifs. It is the yeah. what ifs. But it, it is honestly that type of year. It's a what if type of year because we're seeing the what ifs actually happen. Trust me. So trust it's, it's me. It's wild. But anyway, um, let's take a break for a second. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back. We are back. So, er, were you going to say something? Yeah, I actually was. Um, Random. Did you know that Georgia Smith was that thick? Uh, Yeah, I did. I did. And she actually, I think, lost a bit of weight. Yo! Oh, you've never seen her? 
jo- I, I don't think I've seen, I've seen Georgia Smith from like, maybe her breasts up. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen her full body before. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, when did this happen? Yeah, yeah. She a whole woman. You know, that is, yo, she's beautiful. Beautiful. Like, she is beautiful. I know you saw that Colors video with her and oh, the Oh, girl, uh, I had to rapper. Song. You know Penny. I don't play with my UK artists. Yep. Okay. I went and had to, I followed the girl any. The girl yeah, that's with her. Yeah. And I'm like, and I saw that video that she was, that um, she did the remix with, um, with, Georgia. with Georgia, but the original video for it. And I'm like, this is a vibe. I need to go to England like ASAP. A whole vibe. Like, this is a whole vibe. It is so cool. And, and oh yes, for 2020, I have an infatuation with nails. Never cared for nails mm-hmm. before maybe in high school I wore like acrylics mm-hmm. but now because my nails are like mine and they're growing and they're strong I love nails like I love seeing long nails and I talk a lot with my nails now mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm typing with my nails like even harder because it just looks cute I don't know. There's an there's an infatuation with nails. Like I feel like a a black girl. <laughs> All you missing is the bamboo. You got the earring. You got Trust the me. All you missing is the bamboo earrings. But Trust you know what? Me. It's because it's our culture. Like period. Like it's it's you know nails is an extension of art. It's an extension of expression. And it it's like I I put the same equivalents like with nails as I do as getting like my eyebrows freshly done or getting oh, yes. my hair freshly done. Like you just feel like you got a whole makeover when you yeah. get like your nails freshly done or whatever. Like I totally, totally get it. Yeah. But so, yeah, yeah. That, that's just my little thing. <laughs> yeah. But that song, does Georgia numb any song? It's like listening to the lyrics. Like I had to, I'm just like, yo, the level of bars. I'm so happy about these bars in this song. So good. So good. The rapper, she was like, there's something that she says in there. And she's like, you know, no, I don't want a big bum like Kim Kardashian. I want a mm-hmm. big bum like my auntie. Like, what do you exactly. mean? Exactly. Every black woman in my in my family has a big body. Like, I'm not looking Thanks. at the Kardashians as like my, you know what I mean? The, yep. the, the body image that I, I, I'm trying to achieve. Like, are we forgetting where they even got that from? Like, yep. you know what I mean? And the way that sweet me when Georgia's like, you know, I might have broken like a hairband or two or like a, a, a hair. <laughs> I was like, yup, story of my life. Yep. <laughs> like, just like, I just love like the relatability, like black women can identify with every lyric of the song, like for real. It's so good. And just the video, like even the colors video and Annie's original video, mm-hmm. there's something about UK rap or just UK videos that's just it's not polished it's not, but it's yeah. still clean yeah yeah there's like this cleanliness to it like you see in and original video with the girl all of her or the gal them 
yeah. they're just, they're beautiful, but they're just not like, they're, they're just not regular black women. They're just regular black women. I just fucking love it. It's, it was yeah. so, so, so good. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, that's my little tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, speaking of UK women, yes, segue. Mm, um, yes. <laughs> what we were talking about, a woman named, uh, earlier this week, a woman named Kalech Nekoff. I'm probably butchering her name. Um, but she posted a video as she was jogging and it went viral because she was basically putting the industry on blast in short, like, I guess the Grammys had asked Tiffany Haddish to um, host virtually for free. And this woman just went off. She was like, are you fucking kidding me? What do you mean for free? And an, est- an, uh, an establishment or, you know, an institution like the Grammys, which we know has money and historically pays people and pays people well to host and all that kind of stuff. The audacity to ask a black woman to feel so comfortable to ask a black woman to host for free as Mm -hmm. if we should just be happy to just be there, be at the table and, and be grateful. And basically the premise of this woman's like rant was like, I'm not a grateful black woman, you know? And I think that was actually like the caption that made everybody be like, what is this? And I was like, yo, I felt that in my soul. Like, and I think so we, like we all posted it, reposted it, shared it with our friends. And it was just like, yo, I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful for, you know, like the opportunities that come my way, all those types of things. But for me to be grateful to an institution, oh, hell no. Like, nah, Mm. you know? And it's just like, I just... And also 2020 has certainly done this for us as well, where it's like we've had time to really notice and pay attention to the audacity of niggas half the time. Like the audacity of people who expect from you and don't want to give you anything. Like what? Like exposure? pardon me like what like mm. i'm just like and to hear it happening on high level you you expect high level you know um uh institutions companies whatever to try and do this to you know younger new fresh talent who might not know any better or who are just excited to be in the room all those types of things but when it's happening like in Hollywood, like to other, it's just like, it goes to show you, like, it doesn't matter how many, like how long your resume is, how long you've been in the game, how much money you have. It's still like black women are still just seen as like lower on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I find it interesting because a Grammys is not reading the room. I don't know if they lost the memo on or they're just not paying attention or they just don't give a fuck everything that has been going on with black people and us being um undervalued uh, underpaid um not paid i i don't understand the audacity i was listening to a podcast called ratchet and respectable um it's by this woman by the name of demetria lucas and she's um, a former writer for Ebony 
and so on. And um, she said, she's just like, they must be giving out, like in the world, they must be giving out audacity <laughs> <laughs> on like, on, on like, um, on a, at an amazing rate or just yes. for free yes. because the amount of audacity that is out here in the world right now, she's just like, I want some because <laughs> these people are fucked up. Yeah. The amount of audacity that people have at this moment in 2020 just does not make any sense. It's ridiculous. Like Grammys is not reading the room. Like I don't get it. Like when we talk about like people trying you, it's like people are really trying you out Like here. it doesn't make any sense. Like you're really trying me uh, for real. It's just like and I know, like, I, I was talking to my girl Bianca the other day, and we we're just talking, like, how pissed off we get, like, at the mall. Like, she has her son, and she was at the mall, and, you know, she's with her son. Her son is, like, not even 10 years old yet. And she needed to just sit with him for a hot second, like, just for him to, like, rest his feet. Like, they're doing Christmas shopping. It's wild in the mall. You know, all that kind of stuff. And a security guard came up to her. Oh, and was like oh your son can't sit she's like are you gonna tell my son to get up she's like you're gonna have to fight me if you're trying to tell me that my son cannot sit here by himself where no one else is around for a Thank hot you. second are you Thank fucking you. kidding me move from me like Thanks. oh my gosh it's he has his mask on every protocol he's just sitting for two seconds he's a little child in a hot busy ass mall that i've dragged him to to do this Christmas shopping. You know what I mean? It's just like audacity. My goodness. And and then and I found myself truthfully, and I'm sorry to say this, um, you know, but it's just like any non-black person, period, right now, who's trying to come to me with any level of anything, oh my gosh. It's a it's gonna be a long day for you because mm -hmm. I have all the smoke for you. Like, it's just, I'm just in a place where I'm just like, if you're saying something to me with even an ounce of little sauce in your, in your voice, oh no, it's not happening. Like gone are the days where it's like, okay, just hold my corner, suck it up. Like, no, because people and their audacity, they're not thinking twice. Like if the Grammys could come to another celebrity black woman and say, hey, can you do this for free? what <laughs> for free because they must think yeah it's a pandemic and tiffany is looking for work and must not need the i must must need money is tiffany fucking haddish <laughs> like it just it, but, what but the and, and aside from who she is or whatever money whatever it's like would you have that same approach with a white celebrity would you even bring that? You, you want her face to be there because you're, you half read the room and half maybe said, you know what, having a black host would be a good look. Oh, black woman host, cool. But then you, you didn't fully read the room because now you're still asking for her to do it for no money. Hmm. Like what? But sis on Instagram like gave us plenty bars. She's like... I don't want to seat at somebody else's table so they can tell me to get the fuck up when they're ready. Like, Thanks. you know what I mean? Like, we use these terms not truly 
understanding what it is we're saying. You know what I mean? Because we've been conditioned to operate in life and move in life with just this level of gratitude to even exist. You know what I mean? And I've noticed that even in people that I talk to regularly, like if I notice even close people to me, like if I notice that you're talking from a position of like, like, like you're almost apologizing for your existence or apologizing for taking up space or just questioning your authority too much, I'm going to correct you. I'm going to be like, no, like you, you know, say it with your chest. You know what I mean? Because we can't operate like that anymore because the world already makes us, is doing everything to make us feel that way. Facts. You know, so it's just like, mm -mm. but the way that that video, that girlfriend did sweet me, I was like, yes, like, please. And we need to call these institutions out who, who have this level of audacity. Well, you know, the Grammys have just been on on one for years. Yeah, for years. And even this year with the the, the, nomination. um, the nominations, like it's just not making any sense, like whatsoever. Like the Black artists are getting, <laughs> like it's just not making any sense. Like they didn't nominate Summer Walker. Yeah. At, all yeah which is a total mindfuck for me like i'm like yeah. how how sweet yeah. like that don't make no sense the weekend i'm not necessarily like a hardcore weekend fan yeah. but he's huge his contribution is huge 100%. huge 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 and apparently there was some shit with either he performed at the grammys or the super bowl and because he chose the, chose the Super Bowl, the Grammys, and this is a, again gossip, mm-hmm. um, the the Grammys decided to rip all of his nods and all of that shit. Like, so they didn't nominate him for anything. When this man tops the charts pretty much every week, you know, and it's just so sad. And I just wish, like us as Black people you know, celebrities, whatever the case may be, like, this is the clear indication to create our own thing. Because I, if, if all the black people came together, the celebrities, the people with the millions, millions and said, yo, we're going to celebrate ourselves. Like, think about it. We have the capacity. You could, you could do a Grammy style, um, you know, night, at like Tyler Perry studios, let's just say, you know what I mean? In, in one of his, like on, on the compound itself, let's just say. And as far as getting like, you know, letting the nominations happen and it could be like artists voting for each other or open up to the public, however, it's determined, but at least creating like a platform that is as prestigious because yes, we have hip hop awards. We have BT awards. We have soul train awards, but for some reason, once again, it's been instilled in our mind over time that if you don't have a Grammy, those other ones don't matter as much. You know what I mean? But it's like if we can create something where we have something of our own that matters even more, it's like it would be a whole different conversation. And we have the ability, but it's just like, will people come together and actually make it happen in this lifetime? And unfortunately, I mean, the BET Awards has been going on for years. 
I've, I've been, like, I worked at BET. I saw them put, like, firsthand how they put those award shows together. They put money into those award shows. There was a time where Michael Jackson used to go. Beyonce used to go. Mm-hmm. Like in like the early to early 2000s but for some reason it got watered down because people put too much they put too much um too much respect i would say on the grammys the other awards yeah on on the other awards the american music awards and we have bt award we have soul train awards like Soul Train has been around for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, BET Awards been around for and years. It's, and it's they have sad, the money. It's sad to say, but it you can't, you know, ignore the elephant in the room, which is the thought that, or the reality that, like, if it's not coming from the white people, mm-hmm. it's less, it's less important. Mm-hmm. It's less acknowledged. But until the white people, the white institutions recognize you on this level it doesn't count yet or you're Mm -hmm. not at the top you know it's like it's like even for acting with oscars you know what i mean whereas like or even the emmys or whatever but it's like man there's so many other like award shows to me when i watch them that just look so like fun to be at and they look more like inclusive and that sort of thing but it's like it's the prestige and of course as an artist I mean we're all sensitive about our art about our shit we want acknowledgement whether every artist can be like I just do this for myself and you know I as long as I'm happy and my fans but at the end of the day there's still always that level of you that's like I want you know my peers and the higher-ups whoever that might be to acknowledge that like I'm doing good work because I'm working hard and whatever the case and it's just like I don't know, like it all starts like in a mind frame and just, and I understand these things because they are, for artists, it's very competitive too, because it also, it also gives you an opening to like new, like financial, you know, things. So like you win these awards and you start to like, people want you in more places, want you to make more money, all of that kind of stuff. So like, I get it, but every now and then you're very much reminded like this Tiffany had a situation of like how they actually see us, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, yeah, they're going to, they're, they're seeing us slowly come into our own and come into our power and, you know, people really understanding ownership and that sort of thing over their craft. And so they're going to hold on to whatever um, level of like, uh, status that they can 100 percent yeah 100 <sighs> percent there's gotta but, be a um, change yeah i mean you know we'll see what happens but another thing like just on this celebrity thing so we saw i mean everyone saw i don't know if it was like a week or two ago now but um <laughs> Carrie Hilson posted a picture of her with a pregnant belly. And, and I sigh. Everybody was, oh my God, congratulations. And the first thing that came to my mind, first of all, spoiler alert, it was a hoax. It's for a 
movie or something that she's doing, right? So she's not really pregnant. And what you want to know what's crazy? The woman that I mentioned, Demetria, mm-hmm. who talked about the audacity that's being <laughs> passed around for free. Mm-hmm. It's actually Demetria's movie that Carrie Hilson. Oh, is okay. Yeah. So that's Demetria cool. has a book called, because she's an author, she has a book um, called, um, well, two books, one called A Bella in Brooklyn and another one called Don't Waste Your Pretty. Mm. And this year she got a deal for Don't Waste Your Pretty to be um, a movie. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Hilson, from um, just reading the comments and so on, or reading that article about <laughs> Carrie Hilson not being pregnant, um, they said that that was the movie she's, um, she's in the role for. Yeah. So that's all fine. But here's my thing. I'm like, okay, cool. You posted the belly, whatever. You got everybody excited. But it's like, if you're working on a movie, why not just say that? It's like, and then I'm just like, is that a thing? Like, she obviously knew that would stir something up. So is that like, to me, it just seems like more and more like it's like when I think of things like people doing outlavish things to go viral, I think of young kids, right? Mm-hmm. I think of TikTokers. I think of like YouTube people. I don't think of like 38 year old women like yeah. who have established careers and stuff like that. So when I see it, it's kind of like, mm, like, that was a turnoff. Like, would it have been so hard to just be like working on a film? Like, exactly. But but I guess, I mean, is that a part of the, the, I don't know. Like she clearly knew and I, it was all in, was it like, I'm going to do this for myself selfishly because I need to, I want to just be on people's mind today. Or I'm just trying to understand like what the psychology behind that is. There's something about Carrie Hilson over the last few years, even when this whole, like, the whole Beyonce thing came about with her and the beef and how the internet destroyed Carrie Hilson. Like, that's the one thing I will say. Um, She has never been able to gain back her career or or regain back her career after Mm -hmm. the beehive destroyed her career after one little remark she must have dismissed and uh, somebody must have showed her a magazine of Beyonce and she kind of like dismissed it and everybody went crazy mm-hmm. and um, she talked about um, a few years ago she's done a few panels and talked about the major uh, depression that she's been through mm. throughout all of those years of the shit and the people messaging her, telling her to die and so on. Like she was at a very, very, very low place. I feel like what she did this week was an attention thing. I honestly think so. I feel like it's just attention and that's it because I don't understand why you just couldn't say new, new role. Yeah, like it's okay. It's okay to like post that and get people excited about the project that you're 
about to be in because that would have been a, a solid it's, look it's for cool. you as an actress and even a solid look for the project that you're working on cool even if you can't say the name or whatever but it's like I don't know it, it was just so to me it was just a little distasteful you know what I mean like because you're really like allowing it and and then it also speaks to how fast us on the internet are <laughs> like because mm-hmm. you know everyone gets so you know involved but people are genuinely oh my gosh congratulations i'm so happy so, for you. So. and and you know so it's just like all of that for what and when i first saw it i was happy for her mainly because the way i looked at it i thought of her like when she was with um surge right Mm -hmm. and that relationship and it was this high profile relationship whatever and it you know uh broke they broke up or whatever the case may be and then you never really saw her or heard from her so to me I was looking at it more like wow good for her you know sometimes you try to do the limelight thing yeah you know with the high profile relationship and it's just so much drama but if you can just go away and be in a relationship that nobody knows about and work on you and building your family it could be a beautiful thing and that's really how I looked at it I was like oh Carrie got her a nice little man somewhere Mm -hmm. and they're building their family wow that's beautiful so so I was more like pissed because I was like not pissed in, in a highly emotional connected way, but just like annoyed, like, girl, I was really rooting for your ass. And you just <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah, it's just it's just interesting because I just I mean, is this a part of I, I think about at the end of the day, like even me as an actress and growing in my career and stuff like that, it's like none of that is swag to me, like doing things for the hype or for the buzz Mm -hmm. or for the clicks or whatever it's just like I don't think I will ever be that person because it's just like it it makes me like it's such a turnoff to me but people literally make a whole career out of it and like good on you but it's just like mm, for me like so so when I think about other like singers and stuff like who just decided like "Mm, I'm not going to jump through the whole, the, the rings that you guys want me to go through. Unfortunately, it has also, that resistance has also like shown up in the, in the success of their career. Mm. Right. Cause their careers kind of wither away. If they're, if they distinctly say, I'm not jumping through the loops. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's cloud chasing, which is yeah. why I hate clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I I just, like, it's great. It's great in some ways, but I find now I don't, I don't really hear much people talk about it much anymore because I feel like people are starting to realize that maybe there's too many people on it and now it's kind of losing its gist. Like there's some great content, but a lot of the content on there is trash well, from my experience, like in my short experience now, I actually feel differently about Clubhouse now. I actually like it for what mm-hmm. I get out of it. So I know nothing about the, the like, 
the kind of cloudy i mean i would just scroll right past those types of rooms like i would have no interest in them but what i have been in in clubhouse is a lot of rooms that are particularly for like acting writing producing Mm -hmm. um, speaking to like you know uh lead writers on insecure like and so those rooms are more like a hundred people or less kind of thing yes and you know where i'm able to actually engage and ask questions and and actually get solid information so i've i've had luck in that way um you know or whatever but i really i i've decided that like the scope of how I use Clubhouse is very niche. Like I'm literally only on there for that type of conversation. So if I, if I see, and I've, I have yet to have the experience of, oh, I came into this room thinking it would be one thing, but then it totally went left. Like I haven't had mm-hmm. that experience yet and I hope that I don't, but I agree with you. Like I do see um, how it could be very like clout chasey and, and it, you're the, the mystique of it is winding down because mm-hmm. people are popping up every day and it's just going exactly and going and it's not, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's exactly um, what Instagram would have been when Instagram first started. Right? Exactly. It took me a minute to even get on Instagram because I didn't take it seriously. I was like, what is this? You know what I mean? Pictures. Why would I want to post pictures? Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you start to understand. But I think with the knowledge that people have now about social media and this and when used properly, it could really turn into like a significant thing for you. I think people have a, for the people who are on there with purpose, like they have a new outlook on it like like they jump head first in because it's like yo yo the executive producer of the shy is on here right now and i all i gotta do is raise my hand and i can actually ask a direct mm-hmm. question it becomes more real and i think like if you you can use that to your advantage you know but it's like i hear about all the crazy pasta pasta rooms and i'm just like i don't even know I don't even know where I would even find that. Like, I don't even see that pull up on my algorithms or whatever it is. So it's just like, yeah, with your situation, it's a little, it's, I can see why you are possibly gaining, getting something from it. Cause I actually seen Troy in a room. Cause I went into one of those film rooms, even though I'm not necessarily in that world. I mean, I am kind of with being a buyer and stuff, but it's not my forte. And those rooms tend to be more like geared towards, I can't see a film room <laughs> talking about film and then all of a sudden it talks yeah. about sex. It just doesn't make right. sense unless they're talking about a sex scene, for instance. Yeah. Or like I can see it maybe going in that world but with my industry where I'm a little bit I work in film but I'm not in it like I'm not a writer for instance for me clubhouse is I personally don't see what I can gain from it and that's just me being real Mm -hmm. like I gain I can get more things from Instagram Mm -hmm. than clubhouse Mm -hmm. because everything that I do is very visual based from like right. the visual merchandising to like even the um, 
like me posting videos for like city line and whatever like everything i do is so visual mm-hmm. it's not necessarily audio so when i go on clubhouse and even a few people that i follow on there somehow some way they are ended up they end up in these other rooms <laughs> and i'm like okay mr director or mr anr and so on all of a sudden you're over here like what are you doing in this room right so yeah it's um for me my experience is like there's great stuff don't get me wrong like they have their morning affirmations which is great um there are people that are really trying to turn it into something positive but trust and believe the foolishness aka love him to death joe budden <laughs> everyone talks about joe budden's foolishness yo on <laughs> what is our boy doing on there can he not can he not every time i go into a joe budden room i'm there for literally two minutes i'm like this is pathetic like mm. this is pathetic like love i love joe yeah i love joe that's our you already know we love joe button like we have a love-hate relationship with (laughs) joe button it's just as does everyone i feel as does everybody but just the the type of rooms that he's in the women that are in these rooms like all i see is titties like just titties and ass and just yes it's just like I'm like, Joe, like, you're not really like these, these little accusations that people have of you and this stereotype and this idea of pe- how people see you. You're not really helping the cause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not you know, really helping. I, I, I feel that and I understand what you're saying. But then also there's a part of me that is more on the side of like, you know what? that's a grown ass man doing whatever the hell he want to do. Like if he want to be ratchet, if he want to look at titties, if he wanted to like, as long as you're not hurting anyone or hurting yourself, more power to you, like whatever. Cause people are going to talk shit regardless. And that's like the reality, you know, of everyone and everything. And it's like, if he, if he's like just a perv or like into whatever talking to naked porn stars on clubhouse (laughs) it's like okay do you like i don't know like you know it's so wild it is it's it's wild i I, and then sometimes they they had i think i told you about it they had a thing where they called um it was called for the love of joe Mm -hmm. and for the love of mall yeah. And I think these women, and it's funny, it's just hilarious. Like some of these women were trying to like, answer, they were trying to answer questions that they think Joe and Maul would like. Or <laughs> It's just the funniest thing ever. But at the end of the day, people use social media to bring a little light in their lives because look at the state of the world we're in right now. Like, yeah, honestly. exactly. It's entertainment. Like, it's it's entertainment. passing time. Yeah. And you just got to take things. I think like, yeah, you just got to take things like you have to know that like what people do on the, the thing that they present on social media half the time is like not really who they are, you know, yeah. and that can be a good or bad thing, you know, but speaking of ratchetness, though, mm-hmm. um, have you heard of the, um, the show Beyond the Pole? <laughs> 
I heard of it just recently, but I haven't watched it or I don't really know much about it, but it sounds fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I hear poll and I'm like, yes. Yes. So beyond the poll, it came out, I think, early this year because I believe they filmed it last year. So it came out early this year. Um, I maybe watched half. Girlfriend, you're, you're making mad noise on your mic. My bad. My bad. I was trying to stretch my foot, yo. I'm like... You have to just sit still. You have to just sit still. In 2021... I need a desk. We're turning this page. You need a desk. (laughs) I need a desk for 2021. I was trying to lay out. Trying to sprawl out of my bed, me. You (laughs) can just sprawl out on your bed when you are recording. Because I'm hearing the springs in the bed. That's what I heard. That's the drama. Oh my God. But anyway, continue. So, so beyond the poll, I think they were recording it last year and it came out this year. I watched maybe 15 minutes of episode one, season one. I'm like, okay, I am not, I'm not capable of watching this right now because this is like, it just, it just didn't seem, it just wasn't entertaining for me. So I'm like, cool. So today... I went on one of my bootleg sites mm-hmm. and came across it. Um, it was it's season two, Beyond the Pole, <laughs> um, Living in Lockdown. Yes. So the episode, episode one, or I believe episode two is what I watched. It's all through Zoom. Mm-hmm. It's all in Zoom. What, this and, show? Yeah. So the show is they're recording it. So they each have like, okay. So they're videotaping themselves, like in their confessionals. So it's like they'll, they'll videotape themselves in the confessionals. And if they all want to come together, say if, they're, if, if there wasn't a pandemic and they would all meet up at a club or they would all meet up at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. They can't do that. So what they end up doing now is they all meet up on Zoom. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. And the pasa pasa that is going on on Zoom. How? Because they're cussing out each other. (laughs) On Zoom? Girl, if I don't mute my video. Like, what if I just muted your ass? Like, then what? Like... Oh my gosh. It just I like it's how hilarious. And they keep like they'll do their confessional and then they'll go back to Zoom. Then they'll do their confessional. Like it's it's a I can't if me and you have beef. I'll be like, I don't understand why Sharona and then it will show you and I in a Zoom with the group. Wow. Like going back and forth at each other. It is the funniest thing ever but with episode two they talked about um the idea of the strip clubs closing down Mm -hmm. and how they have to um find ways to make money so a lot of them obviously are going on only fans but one of the girls keeps saying fans only (laughs) and no one's correcting her so she's just saying fans only the whole time sabotage 
she um it also shows them and their personal lives like one of them she took a plane to go see her man looks like her man just got out of jail and she had to meet him at a greyhound station oh my gosh (laughs) and then they flew back to the state that she was in another girl she wanted to get everybody on a fitness journey because obviously stripping and in Atlanta as you know like that's like those girls are working out they're going to the gym they're mm-hmm. working out on a pole is also an exercise so it's <laughs> a lot of them have put on weight so they're showing their workout routines and they're all meeting up on zoom and doing workouts and then during that time one of the girls didn't like somebody else <laughs> one big I can't thing. believe there can be pasta on zoom like that's crazy. yes girl full blow and you know with the the music you know whenever you're watching reality tv and they have that dramatic music in the background whenever there was like an argument going on why did production put music <laughs> to the zoom oh wow <laughs> yeah it's a drama it's a drama well yeah. i i'm willing to watch it because i'm interested in i mean i can only do so much of those type of shows truthfully i can watch like a episode or like yeah if it keeps me engaged because i like the idea i like to see what people are doing like with their lives after they've done something or whatever that's kind of interesting to me and i and, it, and i've been quite curious on like the how atlanta is the whole strip club culture mm-hmm. how they're how they've been adjusting well atlanta's open now anyways but um even during like the when coronavirus first hit like because we saw how, we saw a video of like the drive-through <laughs> strip club yeah the drive-through strip clubs was a thing <laughs> that was wild I'm like, yeah. how how long? Like, how can how long can you stay? Like, can you just drive extra, extra, extra slow if you're trying to <laughs> just put it in neutral and just like coast? I don't know. That was very interesting though. But yeah. I mean, I guess OnlyFans is the transition for sure. Um, but I don't know. It's like one step away from porn, I guess. I don't know. It's just like <sighs> for some people, but get it how you live girl get it how you live but again circling back to the very first part of this conversation about the importance of like having your money saving your money you know Mm -hmm. your money because literally anything can happen at any time right and i know in that fast money lifestyle it's something that we hear about all the time whether you're a, a stripper you know massage girl drug dealer whatever it is it's just mm-hmm. like you're so used to getting the money so fast so it's just like for it to shut down unexpectedly if you weren't careful with your money there was another show that had to do with strippers and it was like these women were like balling like would it would they'd show their like oh i know what you're talking mansion. about and it, the show was about something to do with like I think they were still actively stripping but they're like don't get it twisted like mm-hmm. I got this this that like off of this or whatever right so I mean you're in a better position in that because 
worst comes to worst, you have assets that you can sell or get money from or whatever the case. But hey. I wonder who was like the first stripper. I was, I don't know why my mind went there. Like who was the first? Like the first ever stripper? The first ever stripper. Well, I mean, because I mean, prostitution, like sex industry in general is li- like the oldest thing in the book, literally. Yeah. As far as career choice. So it's like, which woman decided, mm, I'm not going to give you the pussy, but I'm going to like seduce you with like dancing and taking off my clothes in a seductive way and you are going to pay me. Yeah. And then I'm going to add a poll. <laughs> right. Because like, I what mean, did the poll come into play? Right. And like, was there a correlation between strip club and the circus? And I say that because, hear me out, because it, it's, it's like you're an acrobat, essentially. Like the women who really excel at pole dancing, they are acrobats and vice versa. Acrobats in a circus, you know, even aerial dancers, all of them, if they were naked, they would be stripping. It'd be stripping. Do you not see? <laughs> you're laughing, but I'm like, do you not see the correlation right there? Like it's all the same. Oh my god <laughs> you know it's so it's like when did it become you know like if it if if is there like a high class strip club that's like almost indoor circus like where it's like bright lights and like fun music and like you know costume <laughs> That could be a thing. That could be a thing. Some forward-thinking entrepreneur should blend the two. Because when you go to Vegas and stuff like that, there are those, you know, where the girls sitting in the big champ, the big martini glass, and you know, doing all this shit. That's with true. The- Very like burlesque, like burlesque, exactly. Yes, that's actually yeah. That was probably the step between stripping and like um. Yeah, burlesque probably came before stripping for sure. Yeah. And how come only female strippers have a pole? Why? Do- <laughs> oh, male strippers don't. Male strip clubs don't have a pole. No. Mm-hmm. No. Are you? Sh- hmm, I wonder. If, I mean, I wonder if any of them do. I've never like. I think I. I've only seen male strip clubs on TV. I've never been went to one in person, but they've always just had a stage where they're just dancing. Like yeah. A routine. Yeah. Yeah. I know because excuse me, like the men are equally, if not more at times, like thank you. Acrobatic and can like pull themselves up on the pole. I'm Girl. Sure, I'm sure some me. of them might have like, they might. Yeah. Are you into male strippers though? Absolutely not. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> there's literally nothing sexy about that it is just weird like to and see. even like even women like straight women who are celebrating and want to go to the strip club they don't go to male strip clubs they go to women's strip clubs they go to female strip clubs and still get lap dances and whatever whatever from exactly. women because i don't know maybe it's a white woman thing maybe white girls like like male strippers, but I feel like male strippers are more catering to um, like gay men, like men who like men. I don't. But you'd be surprised. A lot of in the South, like only, and a lot of women, black women in America, love 
a strip club like love yeah. going to seem like like they'll get them for like their bachelorette parties yeah and, so and i've seen that before yeah too. i'm just i find it very weird when a man is in his underwear dancing like that in front of me it's just i don't find that sexy like in a g-string and he's shaking his booty and he's ew. like oh, or like he's pulsing dipping it. down ew <laughs> like dipping down and ruling his body i'm like or like doing the know. snake on the ground <laughs> in front of you. Oh I would laugh. Gosh, I'd laugh too. I I I've had that experience at a girlfriend. Oh my gosh. Um, I never told you this story. I to- I. So one of my friends had this was mad long ago, definitely in my twenties, and um, she had a birthday party, and the theme was like lingerie or whatever, right? I had no idea. So, you know, we just think it's like a little girl's night. That's very common for girls to like, just want to put on a little sexy, like little, you know, teddy or whatever the case may be and have food, drinks, the regular shebang. Then the doorbell rings. I'm like, who's missing? And I'm so naive, right? At this time. And it's this dude, like a black guy, and he didn't look like nothing. Now he just didn't look like anything. Oh yeah, that's what they do, right? He just looked regular, regular. I was like, "Who's this man? Like, who's he here for?" Two twos. The music starts playing. (laughs) Did he walk in and be like, "Oh, are you so and so?" Like how they usually do it. Yeah, pretty much. It was like that. It was like I'm here for so and so, and we're like, okay. And then, but of, of course, like a few of the girls it already knew Wagwan, but I was one of them who had no idea. This man pretty much was like, um, do you have a bathroom? Like, can I use a bathroom for a second? Oh Fully went God. into his costume, okay? Came out and under his like regular jean sweater, whatever, he was like, he was built, like he had a nice body. Um, but he was also an older man. So remember, we're in our like, mid-20s at this time so this guy like was probably like late 30s possibly pushing 40s like a big oh my man, god this okay? is weird so <laughs> so, so, weird. so he starts dancing like oh who's the birthday girl i could not stop laughing you know like and he's doing all the moves and popping <laughs> the chest and the okay fine so we're literally sitting on the couch kind of and on chairs and he's kind of literally in front of us and i was like wow it takes a level of confidence though to like you you're hearing the snickering you're you're seeing you can't assume that everybody's just attracted to what you're doing but you here to make your money and that's what you're gonna do so anyway that was all fine but did this man not decide to kick it up a notch oh, no. and decided to take each of us and no. <laughs> take each of us and put us in like a move like <laughs> excuse me like dance a move? like dance on us like pick up you know when they like pick you up oh, like no. throw you on their shoulders and me oh, no. mind, mind you you know i was a tiny little thing when i was in my 20s so, you know, and the rest of my friends, you know, they're thick or whatever, whatever, whatever. So I guess this man felt like I would be the one to like pick up because I was like, I weighed the less, oh least amount or whatever. I don't know. This man like basically remember in Girlfriends where, um, <laughs> where Jada was on top 
was on Kofi's like shoulders, but like his head was like directly between her legs. Like that's girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, sorry, not girlfriends. A girls trip. Okay. Yes. And um, so (laughs) that's pretty much like how he picked me up. But then he like pulled me between his legs. It was like no, and I just I was I felt so like. Oh my gosh. Like I did not sign up for any part of this. Then he was like dancing. I can't remember. Oh yeah. No, he was fully naked. Like his whole oh my God. penis was out the door. And dancing? Th- yeah. And I think he like had like a ring on it or something. There's something that they oh, put on it no. to keep it like erect or hard or whatever. I'm done. So then he started. So then one of my other friends who has like big tits he started like whipping it on her breast and like a little bit of like it's very gross a little bit bit of like pre-cum like came out on her tits and it was (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) pineapples where what's the safe word monica because get away from me like and then when it was done, he probably stayed for like an hour, an hour and a half. I don't Excuse know how long, me? how long he got. Oh, yes. Every girl had their moment. And then you had some girls who just couldn't wait. It was like, yes, I got a babysitter. I'm ready. Like, <laughs> fling that thing in my face. Like, you know, you had some girls that were on that. So it was just hilarious. And then when it was all said and done, he collected his money, put on his clothes, and was like, all right, y'all enjoy your night. Bye. Like, it was... <laughs> And I was like, did all of that just happen? So, yes, I've had one isolated, very. very You don't remember his name? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. But, like, yeah, it's just. Okay. I don't want to stay on this too long, but I just need. I I, I am just. Okay. So, when he he knocked on the door, Uh you opened the door, he asked for so and so. Yeah. Did he, was he just like, hey guys, you know, I'm the stripper or whatever. I want to go to the bathroom. Did he just, he just walked in and went straight to the bathroom? Yeah, pretty much. It was like, so-and-so knew he was here. All right, cool. He's like, I'm going to go get changed. And then went into the washroom (laughs) and came out in character. So there was no like, hey, I'm your stripper for the evening. It's not that. It's character. (laughs) (laughs) expect he was like hey guys you know my name is john i'm sexual chocolate for the night i'm just gonna go and change i'll be right back (laughs) (laughs) no because that would kill the whole fantasy i guess like in their eyes so he kept it very um mysterious and came out yeah with the music yeah, he had his little I think he had like at the time probably like a, what are a those CD? things? No, not a CD, those things. <laughs> like a, I you know Apple makes them. Oh my god. What are they what I um um an iPod? No, but it's not an iPod. Is that what MP3. they're called? MP3 player. Yeah, iPod. Yeah. The thing you- <laughs> yeah, yeah, iPod. Yeah, yeah, where you make your sound, you make your mix and you just play. <laughs> Attach it to the speaker. <laughs> and I think he came with a speaker. He was well prepared and um, fully charged. And yeah. <laughs> not, not, a, not a beast by trying. 
can't. I but can't. Yeah, that's how they do it. They have to come prepared. They can't expect you to have it. You're, that's what you're paying for. You're Yo. paying for the experience. Yo, that is hilarious. So I'm like, um, I know I put money in on food and drinks. This was not a part of my budget. <laughs> but I think... <laughs> But I th- and then like he some girls like for like like you know a girl that Whoa. he wouldn't want to lift up he like put her on the ground doggy style oh, and would like no. be doing the motions like <laughs> somebody <laughs> one of my one of my friends one of my Scotian friends definitely has some of that footage on like save one hundred percent because that was very interesting but i need to see that footage (laughs) i need to see that footage because yo i can't but i told i remember i told you that one of my family members was a stripper my male my male family member you never told me that i did oh yes 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 i back in the day yes 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 yeah exactly it's odd so odd it's very odd it's very odd but it's just yeah. like yeah i just can't get into male but yeah strippers. the male stripper thing just doesn't hit the same like i could be in a female strip club all day and like you know in if that's what's happening and be like totally fine and just be like yeah this is cool to look at but men mm-mm. i don't want no i don't there's nothing sexy about my man being in a g-string absolutely not i don't care how fine your and flawless your muscles are and i'm not even into that like that like it's a bonus and i appreciate a man who like cares about his body as far as like health and fitness and all that kind of stuff but like when men do that like jiggly thing with their like pecs and they move them instant turn off instant turn off not a fan speaking of um jiggly things on men oh lord oh god where is this going (laughs) Where's this going? Random question. Um, Ew, I'm scared. Where is no, this going? it's not. It's not crazy. You're like not crazy. jiggly things on men. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna make going? sense in three seconds. Are you f- pro or against like your man getting lipo or any sort of plastic surgery if he uh, brought it to you? No, I'm not. I'm not against it. No. I'm- yeah i mean funk flex did it right and that's what who i'm basing this conversation on because yeah it's like people were had mixed, here for it mixed reviews and it was like you know oh my gosh ha, ha. like i mean women get surgery every single day and it's not like a big deal the only reason why people are getting at funk flex is because he's a shit disturber like mm-hmm. funk flex is known to be a shit disturber like this man starts beef with everybody he's like he's not really respected in the industry he's mad talented he has like accolades he's been in the industry for years like he's a household name he has he, he's a credible dj like he's up there but this man starts shit with like jay-z from jay-z to whoever like so that's a part of his brand i don't know that's a part of his brand Mm. yeah that is a part of his brand so that's the only reason why the people are getting at him with the lipo 
And I okay. think if I'm not mistaken, did he, I think he videotaped it or something like that. Yeah. Like I know he, he definitely, um, posted pictures and stuff. Cause I remember Joe Budden yeah. talking about it a while back. Yeah. That's the only reason why people are clowning him because he's a shit disturber. Mm. So yeah, if it was anybody else, cause I'm thousand, I'm 1000% sure that many men have done this oh like, yeah especially with the whole like gastric bypass and all that surgery and shit like i'm a thousand percent sure like he ain't the only one but right. it's because of his personality he's a trash he's a trash human being interesting mm-hmm. wow yeah. yeah i mean okay i'm seeing something extremely random right now on his page and it's a video of a woman sitting, a black woman sitting mm-hmm. and allowing a tiger to basically what? like crawl on her back, like sit up on her back as she's sitting and his big ass paws almost knocked her the hell out as, as, the, as the like zoo person was positioning the tiger. And it's <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm going to send it to you. I'm all here for, you know, life experience and da, 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 da. But there's some things that are just like, why? Why do I need this tiger to be on my back as he drinks his bottle? Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) Do you know the weight of one tiger paw? Like, much less two? Like, is it that serious to take a photo? Like, all of that? Like, you guys play with with nature and animals a little bit too much. I'm sorry. My sister took a photo with a tiger in Thailand. Like, she was kind of beside it. My mom saw that photo. I don't even want to tell you what my mom did. Did she start <laughs> My mother immediately called my sister and cussed my sister out like for like 10 minutes 10 minutes my sister my mom was just like the next time you decide to do that just make the tiger eat you up don't show me no photo no nothing because you're crazy oh my gosh yeah no that paw is almost as big as that woman's head exactly exactly like all for a photo you know i i've done like a few things that are like exhilarating like that but i don't play with animals that's one thing oh no you don't i i don't don't, i i I hardly like puppies as you know (laughs) i i only like you guys as puppies (laughs) realistically you know what i mean much less big old tigers like (laughs) nah bro Mm -mm, i'm good yeah that's never been your forte as far as like the the liposurgery thing, like I'm all for people living their best life, whatever that means to them. And I know, I think like aside from him being like this, this problematic person, as you're saying, mm-hmm. I think people are also on it because it's just like, yo, you're a man, you know, leave that mm-hmm. to women. You should just go in the gym and work out. And But it's just like, you can say that to women too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like if, if it becomes a thing of like your confidence or, you know, even your health, for example, um, and just how you feel about yourself. It's like why I don't think that should be like 
exception accepted but for women and not for men um exactly yeah so i don't think i would have an issue with it either it's like yo do what makes you feel great there's a difference between like being addicted to something because you have low self-esteem then that's like a different story but if it's just like yo like i i have been in the gym or you know i've been Mm -hmm. dealing with this like extra weight on the sides of my body that just won't go away for like the past 10 years i just want to like get help in that area then like do your thing yeah yeah and he's been big for years like from when he started and then he lost weight so i'm just guessing that um it's just like the leftover and that shit is hard yeah and sometimes like when money like why not yeah and sometimes when you're losing weight like um depending on the speed of how you're losing weight like your skin will get loose you know Mm -hmm. so it could also just be yeah like a little nip and tuck just to make things tight and right but yeah i was just like wow so many women are like against this too um for men but you will be the first in line when it comes to themselves. So <laughs> interesting. Um, yes. Oh, I have another random question. Would you be okay? I don't know where I heard this. I think a podcast I was listening to recently, but it was interesting. I was like, would you be okay with your man going to his ex's birthday party or any party that his ex invited him to? Without me? Well, what's your stipulation? He the, the the invite was just him. I why? <laughs> why? Why why can't I go? Right. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why I asked. I'm like, without me, like why? Why right. can't I go? Right. Okay. That's, so so yeah. with you, so with the under mm-hmm. and then who like okay let's say she called and was like hey or text dm whatever hey i'm having a birthday party like you know would love for you to pull up like do you think it's her responsibility knowing that he has a ma- has a woman in his life um or his responsibility to be like sure like you know me and my girl can pull up yeah absolutely for me i look at i don't think it's necessarily a responsibility i just feel like somebody needs to say something because if it like like i i just i the type of man that i would be with i know he would say something Mm -hmm. and if he don't say something then i'm looking at him sideways because women women some women are cool with some women are cool with inviting the ex and then some women or even though they may not have any feelings towards their ex anymore it's just more of like well we're friends and the girl should just know like nothing's gonna happen and what if whatever so i'm not even just i'm not gonna invite her women are they're funny like that i would look at my man and be like yo i would hope that my man would be like yeah me and my girl are coming and done. And if she says no, then you're not going. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like firstly, I mean, here's the reality. We're women and we know how sneaky and conniving women can be when Mm -hmm. we're ready, period. You know what I mean? Like, so an ex of a man or whatever who knows he has a new woman in his life, if 
she doesn't open up the invitation to the new woman as well. She already is like, you know what I mean? Kind of throwing a little shade thing. And I get it. You may not know the woman. You may not want her in your personal whatever, but you have to understand and respect that he has somebody new in his life. So if you're trying to still have him a part of your life in some capacity, understand that like his new woman is a part of that equation now too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and likewise, if my man is getting invited to his ex's thing and not being open with me about it. And I, and it's like, it shouldn't even be a thing of like, oh, she invited me, but you know, I didn't even no. pursue it because I didn't want to no. like, no, like, cause right then it's like, are you, do you not want to go because you don't want me to come with you or thank you do you not want to go because you can't determine what might be said or done in that space? Like what is happening? Like, what is the real thing? And you just mm-hmm. hope that like, you're, you just don't have to be a part of any of that potential drama anymore yeah. as, like, with grown people. But it's like, the reality is people are still petty and pettiness doesn't stop at like an age. You know what I mean? So it's just like, we are going or nobody's going period. And, yeah. and, and don't try to challenge my trust for you. It's about, it's the principle of the matter. And it's about what you're saying to, 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 it's, it's about what you're saying through your actions. You know what I mean? Because likewise, if the tables were turned and my ex said, yo, whatever, like, yo, come through the ra. If I have somebody in my life, I'm making it known. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because not, me coming to your party or not is not is not and it boils down to like is going to this party or not worth like ruining your relationship or putting a damper on your relationship or having conflict within your relationship and it's like that's the thing people put so much emphasis on all the outside factors and then and then relationships mash up so easily Mm -hmm. but it's like yo if i'm if i'm doing something that makes you not comfortable like we're gonna talk about it and I'm going to stop that behavior or we're going to, you know, figure out what to do about it or whatever. But it's like, people don't take enough time to do that. And then it's just like the relationship ends because of just the thoughtlessness. Did you not think about what you were doing before you did it? You know? True. True. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's take a break. Let me just be chatting all over the place. I need some. Oh, Hold on. Be back. We are back. Um, I guess it's my week to do an off-figure tip. You know what? I'm going to continue in the energy of um Miss uh Kalechnikov, uh the beautiful black woman that read the institutions to filth um and really (laughs) just like because that really sat with me for real so the tip is to be grateful to god Mm -hmm. the opportunities that come your way and for you know I, i always like to say like you know um Thank you, God, for the opportunities where my miracles are hidden, you know, because with an opportunity, you still have to do a level of work to unlock the miracle within that opportunity. 
Um, but so be a great, be grateful to God for that, but don't be grateful to institutions. Institutions should be grateful to have Yoas in the mm-hmm. building, period. Like black women in particular, black people, everybody, anyone who's listening, like real talk, like understand that you are in fact the gift and it is a blessing to be in your presence you know say it with your chest believe it with your chest and operate from that from that level of frequency because every and everyone everything and everyone is is trying to make you believe the opposite so yeah simple to the point yeah here for it pretty much 2021 energy all day all day every day so we did a show the last show for 2020 Mm -hmm. i can't believe it i cannot believe it as always thank you guys so much i know sharona you're hearing me move Mm -hmm. yes i am i am going to i'm going to get a desk for 2021 Listen, you better put that, you better use that Amazon Prime to your advantage, okay? It is golden. I'm telling you. It's just, where am I going to put the desk? I got to find a place or I get a smaller bed. One of the two. I, I swear you have space in your room. Are you crazy? My sister actually had a desk in here when she was in this room. She right. had a desk. So I got to find, I got to figure it out. I'm going to do some like, what do they call it? Feng Shui? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just reorganize just, the space. Just re- yeah, reorganize the space. But yes, hit us up on Instagram behind the stage. That's T H A. Um, hit us up on Gmail behind the stage at gmail.com. Um, I see whenever we do a post, you guys comment, which is awesome, or repost, which is great. So continue doing that. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, anything of that nature, um, hit us up. And yeah, we wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Merry when is Christmas? Christmas. Yeah, Wednesday? it'll be, yeah. <laughs> yes, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Feliz Navidad, Happy Holidays, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, our, was Rosh Hashanah last week? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no all of the above. All of the above. If you don't celebrate Christmas, okay, cool. So just happy holidays and enjoy the time. Christmas is not on Wednesday. Christmas is, is on Friday. Are you serious? The 25th. Damn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, well, when it comes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of that jazz but yes um i will leave with the last quote for 2020 um i actually reposted this a few hours ago and it is by adara sharon on instagram she has a cute haircut i actually had this haircut way back in the day and she writes jesus had boundaries he didn't allow droves of people into the garden with him during his hardest hour he withdrew from the crowds and noise 
he chose not to spread the name of his betrayer amongst those who knew him mutually. Boundaries a must. This mm-hmm. home for me. Yes. I actually screenshotted it and I'm saving it, not just on my Instagram, but just overall. Yeah. Boundaries are definitely a must. And I know you can speak to this because why you have boundaries? Girl, <laughs> have to. I was strong armed into having <laughs> boundaries, okay? So, yes. <laughs> Strong eye. Yeah, guys. See you in 2021. Bye.